Hey girl. You're listening to the Cinephilia Podcast. With your hosts, Michael Gaddy and Trevor Macid. Mmm, Cinephilia. But we love movies so much it should be illegal. Hello and welcome to Cinephilia, the podcast. The podcast, and there's not like a few others with a similar name. Uh, (laughs) I'm Michael Gaddy. I'm Trevor. (laughs) He didn't have to point at me to tell me to talk this time. No. I know what I have to do now. That's good. So, the original plan was to have our good friend Oscar be here with us. Uh, He ran into a plumbing issue at his house, apartment, I don't know where he lives. Um, So he's not able to make it. We were, per- and we found out this this morning, we were prepared, we weren't prepared to watch Dark City, so in the last minute we came up with an idea, yeah, so. We'll just see what happens, how it goes, Yeah. if anybody here appreciates it. We'll get to that topic, for those of you who didn't read the episode title, um, but first, how are you doing in the last week? Doing good. Um, bummed that Oscar can't be here, but obviously he has to deal with his shitty problems, literally and figuratively. <laughs> um, but yeah, doing good. Right. I'm interested to see where this goes. Me too. Today. <laughs> I spent all morning on it. Um, yeah. So just, uh, I do want to bring up one thing cause we got a suggestion from a fan and, uh, it's a good suggestion. But the idea of this podcast is more of an audio commentary than like straight up reviews. Yeah, like, obviously we're, we're not we're not critics here. We don't want to try to give our like expert opinion on anything. It's just two guys who are discussing movies that uh, mean something to us or that we really enjoy. This isn't supposed to be like a critical analysis of movies, really. Right. Um, I mean, obviously, we analyze the movies and we go through you know, the structure, the plot pro- plot points and all that, but this isn't supposed to be like, <laughs> listen to us. Yeah, this isn't Siskel and Ebert. Yeah. Um, however, if you follow us on Letterboxd, that's usually where I would leave that type of review. So, um, and if you have, if you, if there's a movie you've seen, you want to see, and you're not sure about it, ask us on uh, Instagram, Letterboxd. Uh, TikTok, our email. Yeah, we'll talk about that at the end. So you have to stay in order to do that. (laughs) And uh, with the last episode, at first when it was released, there were some audio errors. Uh, I use Audition to review, or to, I'm back thinking of the last subject, to uh, edit. And uh, somehow the clips got overlapped. So they were like fading in and out from from each other. It sounded really cool and scary. I love when it was like the Criterion Edition. <laughs> um, it shouldn't be that way anymore. I fixed it. Uh, even the last time I checked on uh, Apple Podcasts, they still had the, that other version while Instagram didn't. So uh, Instagram? I, oh my gosh! I I'm a little tired. I woke up at six thirty, seeing Oscar's message, and started thinking, "What should we do?" Uh, so I'm a bit tired, and uh, yeah. Spotify. That's what I meant to say. Okay. And also in our last episode, we talked about Captain EO. If you want to go to my YouTube page, the EOE podcast, and watch the Disneyland video about 1986, there's a lot in there about uh, Captain EO. So check that out. And uh, yeah. So that was, that's our our last episode. Hopefully you guys liked it. Uh, And 
I don't know if anybody who listens to this uh, waits until the very end, but uh, Getty does a good job of putting like a little, I don't know what you call it, Um, like a little punctuation, I guess. Sure, a punctuation mark at the end of the episode at the very end. So we say our goodbyes and then there's like a brief period of silence and then there's like a funny clip or an interesting clip from the uh, from the movies. So hopefully typically something we referenced or, yes or it's the only little clip i can get like with everything everywhere all at once <laughs> yeah the only clip that didn't have any music behind it or something yeah so. but it was like perfect so yeah. um little like easter egg if you yeah. listen to the it's very a, very end of the it's episode. A post-credit scene there speaking of which i'm gonna go see dr strange after this um so i guess check my letterbox and see how i <clears throat> how i felt about it and uh yeah so today we're gonna be talking about 15 years, 15 of what I think are the greatest years of uh, cinematic history. Uh, Basically, uh, I went through, kind of saw some other people's lists and what they thought were the greatest years in movies. And uh, some of them I just kind of already knew. Yeah. And so I came up with 15 and I figured that'd be a fun thing to just kind of run through like hundreds of movies all at once, maybe commenting on things. Uh, Not every movie in this, I think, I don't think every movie on this is great uh some of them are kind of stupid <laughs> so why are they on the list if they're stupid because it's fun uh, and uh it i mean it's crazy to hear as you'll you'll see here in a second the movies that all came out in the same year mm-hmm. um i'm sure there are, you probably have a few years in your your mind right now i mean honestly i only have two of them which are 1994 and 1999 yeah and they're both on the list yeah other than that, like I've said before, like I'm horrible with years and release dates and knowing when movies came out or when I saw them. Mm. I don't particularly care <laughs> either. But <laughs> so um, this will be a fun episode. Yes, this will be great. I, no, I'm totally invested. So that's good. Uh, yeah, so it'll be fun uh, to do this, and it'll, it might be like fun for you just to be like hearing all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I also didn't go for like oh well citizen kane is the greatest movie of all time and some other movie that came out that year was great so i picked 1941 even though it's in the honorable mentions it's not based on the, all not all the movies but a good chunk of the movies need to be pretty great um and they have to be a lot of them quite a few of them so quality and quantity and as we go through the list they'll get longer <clears throat> like more and more movies per year because we seem to remember more of them and uh, I think it would be fun if uh, you, Trevor, tried to name a movie from the year. Okay. I'm also I also have events and like the number one song of each year. Nice. So I'm wondering. So I wanted to see if you can guess which year it is before I actually say it out loud. Okay. And this is all in chronological order. So if I do once I get to 1994, it, you, none of the years after that are going to be in the 80s or the 70s or 60s. So it'll all be oh, got it, got progressing it. forward. Because I didn't want to rank them because it's all subjective and uh we don't want to upset her yeah and uh, I'll, I'll do a call for action at the end to have you guys say you forgot to talk about this movie from 1994 or uh you forgot about 1997 that was a great year i want to hear that stuff uh i'll just give you the email address it's cinephiliapod at gmail.com go on there send me your opinion of uh of your movie years and what you think are some of the best and if you agree disagree if you're like, why the hell did you mention The Legend of Billie Jean and not, you know, some other movie that came out that same year? And then go ahead. I don't know why that's the movie that came to mind. Yeah, that was a very strange one. <laughs> you really pulled that one out of grass. It's on the list. Uh, so the first one. 
The Dust Bowl and the Great Depression were at their peak, and the number one hit song was Minnie the Moocher by Cab Calloway and his Cotton Club Orchestra. What year is it? This is probably the hardest one. <laughs> 1938. No, it's way too far forward. Wait, 1931. Oh, okay. Um, there's some. I was in the 30s. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you were in the right decade. Because uh, yeah, uh, they were still in the middle of, or still in the the Great Depression at that point. So the movies that came out that year were Dracula and Frankenstein, King Kong, M from Fritz Lang. Uh, the highest grossing film of the year was City Lights. Nice. One of our Charlie favorites. Chaplin, yeah, one of his best. For Mon- sure. Monkey Business from the Marx Brothers. Yes. Little Caesar and the Public Enemy, both gangster pre-code gangster movies, and some movie that won Best Picture called Cimarron. So, hmm. I don't I, even know what that is. Yeah, I don't know either. And it won Best Picture over all those other movies mentioned. Uh, so I thought, you know, it was a pretty good year. Um, not the greatest. If there was a year to take off the list. If I narrowed it down to 10, this would probably be one that didn't survive. So, But I also think that cinema was kind of like, for lack of a better word, in its infancy with mm-hmm. like real... Um, with sound, at least. Sound and then just movies getting like more uh, realistic, more dramatic, yeah, cause more have, adult. Yeah, because we have Fritz Lang, who was a pioneer in German expressionism. He did Metropolis in 1927, I think it was. Um, so he had, you know, he... He and other German expressionists were bringing new things to cinema. Um, King Kong was a huge deal in special effects. City Lights, I think, is Chaplin's masterpiece. Um, Universal's really showing what they can do with Frankenstein and Dracula coming out the same year. Um, Pioneering things in yeah. makeup. and Yeah, so so it's a, it's a pretty important year. So this one might be a little easier to figure out. The uh, start of World War II, Lou Gehrig claims to be the luckiest man in the world despite coincidentally being diagnosed with Lou Gehrig's disease. (laughs) Hewlett Packer is founded, and the number one song on the radio has to do with the movie, so I won't say it. Am I supposed to guess the year? Yeah, guess the year. 1944? No. It's 1939, and the number one song was Somewhere Over the Rainbow, as sung by Judy Garland. Wizard of Oz. The Wizard of Oz, which uh, was one of the big movies, obviously. Um, and the three of us actually went to see that back like 13 years ago. Oh, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> For what anniversary was that? It was the 70th anniversary? If I can math? No. Yeah. Oh, Gaddy, you can math. 39. You can math. 2009. Really well. 70. Um, yeah, so I remember you being disappointed because it wasn't in film, even though they said it was presented in HD, which means high definition and digital yeah but that was fun <clears throat> it wasn't in the title like wizard of Oz presented in hd mm-hmm. i would just assume um so with it being 1939 can you guess what the highest grossing film of that year was gone with the wind yeah it's still the highest grossing film adjusted for inflation, inflation yeah uh we also have mr smith goes to washington do you know what that number is the the box office budget like adjusted no i don't okay uh, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, Stagecoach of Mice and Men, Wuthering Heights, Young Mr. Frank Lincoln, starring uh, our friend uh, Henry Fonda, The Four Feathers and Babes in Arms. And I forgot that I said I was going to suggest you try to guess a movie from that year. but mm-hmm. That's okay. <laughs> I probably wouldn't have guessed it. Maybe Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Or Gone with the Wind. Well, yeah. <clears throat> 
All right, so Fidel, Fidel Castro comes to power. Hawaii becomes the 50th state, and Mac the Knife by Bobby Darin is the number one hit of the year. 1956. Ah, oh, close. 1959. Okay. Uh, I almost said 58. Yeah, that's still very close. Um, can you guess any of the movies that came out in 1959? This is good. No. Um... And this should give our, our listeners enough time to think about it too and try yeah. to guess. It's like a game show. Yeah. Start to sprint. No, honestly, I can't. And I probably once you tell them, tell them to me, I'll be disappointed. Yeah. Well, the highest-grossing film also won Best Picture, which was Ben Hur. Okay. Uh, there's also Billy Wilder's Some Like It Hot, Hitchcock's North by North Northwest, Disney's Sleeping Beauty, Anatomy of a Murderer. The Shaggy Dog, House on Haunted Hill, Haunted Hill, the original one, The Diary of Anne Frank, Pillow Talk, Black Orpheus, which won the Palme d'Or, uh, The 400 Blows, which is uh, Truffaut, Darby O'Gill and the Little People from Disney, and uh, Ed Wood's Plan 9 from Outer Space. Okay, yeah. So, very important. Wouldn't have gotten any of those. I do, you know, I joke about Plan 9 being important, but it did bring about this whole... B movie, Re- yeah, the B movie. I mean, they were already they already had B movies, uh, sci-fi B movies in the the 50s, um, but this kind of brought up a whole generation that grew up on that kind of stuff. On the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not cringe, but the uh, like cheesy mm-hmm. type movies. And so you get like John Waters and people like that uh, that that are inspired by people like Ed Wood, Tim Burton, obviously. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I do think as as jokingly as it is. To have that on the mo- on the list, it, it is important. All right, moving on to the next year. This is going actually pretty fast, a lot faster than I expected, uh, which is good. But uh, so the first successful human-to-human heart transplant, Thurgood Marshall becomes the first Black Justice of the Supreme Court, and The Whiter Shades of Pale by Procol Harum is the number one hit. And if you heard, I didn't know what that was, and then I looked it up. I was like, "Oh, this song! Yes, I know this song." And it's probably playing in the background right now. So, can you name a movie? Well, first name the year. Nineteen sixty-four. So close. You're off by like three years every time. Nineteen sixty-seven. Okay. And can you guess a movie? Name a movie from nineteen sixty-seven. I'm not gonna be really good with movies that came out before I was born. I feel like. Yeah. Um. Fucking hell no, I can't I can't think of any. Well the highest grossing movie of the year and it no it's not the best picture winner is The Graduate. Okay. Uh, and then there's Bonnie and Clyde, Disney's The Jungle Book, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, The Dirty Dozen, Valley of the Dolls, Camelot, Cool Hand Luke, Doctor Doolittle, uh, The Good, The Bad and the Ugly was released in America. I am Curious Yellow in the Heat of the Night, which was the best picture winner. Playtime from uh, Jacques Tati, point blank. La Samurai, Who's That Knocking at My Door, which is uh, Scorsese's very first movie, and the James Bond movie You Only Live Twice all came out that year. Wow. And we could talk about any movie specifically for like a minute if you if there's one that you do want to talk about. Um, no, none of those. <laughs> Have you seen The Graduate? Yes. Once. It was like a half-assed uh, viewing, so I'll keep that I didn't have all my attention but i have seen it what about bonnie and clyde yeah bonnie and clyde is a good classic gene hackman yeah smacked my own leg (laughs) 
And you only live twice as the one where he disguises himself, I think, as uh, a Chinese worker. And it's Sean Connery. And it's like super, super problematic racist. and racist. Uh, so, <laughs> moving on. Uh, Apple Computer is founded. Jimmy Carter wins the presidential election and Dancing Queen, queen by Alba. Abba. Alba. Alba. Jessica Alba. Uh, is the number one hit. 1980... No, it has to be before then. Because 1984 is when the the commercial came out with the Apple II. Uh, 1974. You're always going too far back. Wait, you almost went too far forward. It's 1976. 76. Now this one... I'm closing I, in. It was two years. There are two movies from 1976 <laughs> that I'm really hoping you'll remember is from 1976. No, I probably won't. It's the highest grossing movie of the year and best picture winner, Rocky. Oh, God, see? Yeah, like, I fucking love that movie, but I don't know years. I just don't know. And one of our favorite movies ever we've talked about since the first episode. No, No, that's 78, I think. Oh, The Godfather? Um, No, that's 72. Um, (laughs) Fuck. The Palm d'Or winner... Taxi Driver. Oh, yeah. And then came out the year. And then... I am not the right person to doing this with. <laughs> and then the Barbra Streisand, Chris Christopherson, uh, Star is Born. Mm. Uh, the... Caddy's favorite Star is Born. <laughs> Jeff Bridges, uh, King Kong, All the President's Men, The Omen, Bad News Bears, Network, Assault on Precinct 13, Car Wash starring uh, Richard Pryor. Um, Harlan County, USA. I've never seen that movie, but uh, apparently it's in cri- uh, Criterion, so... Mm. Uh, Carrie... Family Plot, the last movie of Alfred Hitchcock. Freaky Friday, The Killing of a Chinese Bookie. The Last Tycoon, which is the last Elia Kazan movie. Uh, Logan's Run, The Man Who Fell to Earth, starring David Bowie. Mm-hmm. The uh, Outlaw Josie Wales, The Pink Panther Strikes Again. The Shaggy DA, I only said that because we said Shaggy Dog. Uh, silent Movie from Mel Brooks. And uh, Silver Streak, starring Gene Wilder and uh, Richard Pryor. So he had two hits that year. Hmm. I can see these lists are getting a little bit longer mm-hmm. as we're getting more modern. Do you have anything to say about <clears throat> any of those? I mean, yeah, I could actually speak to a lot of those movies, especially mm-hmm. like Taxi Driver. And say so we probably should do a whole episode on Taxi Driver. Yeah. A whole episode on like the Rocky series. <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing I will say about Rocky, I know Rocky Five gets a lot of shit yeah. for being the worst, which it is. It, it is. <laughs> is it? I haven't seen uh, Creed Two. Is it worse than Creed Two? Is Creed Two worse than Creed Two? I haven't seen Creed 2. Is it, as in Rocky Five, worse than Creed 2? Got it. <laughs> um, I said it too fast. I'm sorry. Yes. But worse is is a, is the wrong adjective. Because it's still a good movie and it's entertaining, but it's not the best one. And I know that everyone says, like, Rocky Four is the best. Like, the one where he... Yeah, where he fights Ivan Drago. Yeah. I mean, maybe people who are just into, like, the 80s vibe of the cold war with that movie but i would say that the first or the second one are the best mm. i would say that i would rocky say rocky Bal- rocky three is the best see i would say yeah i think they are kind of diminishing return until you get to rocky balboa which kind of takes it back up and creed is great and again i haven't seen creed too so yeah well rocky three is different because um he's on this like upward trajectory and it's like the the drama in that is like different because spoilers to anybody who hasn't seen it mick dies in it Mm -hmm. and he actually loses his title there's a lot of the drama in it and the story in general is like 
way less straightforward and i think it's a better story and mm-hmm. sylvester stallone has a lot of great like acting moments in there oh, yeah. uh, especially the scene where so he's going to fight clubber lang mr t and uh before he gets in the ring on fight night uh mickey something happens he has like a stroke or a heart attack or something like that and uh it's just a great scene between the two of them where he's saying like we got to cancel the fight and then mickey's like what the hell's the matter with you you know what you're doing get mm-hmm. out there and you know take his head off or whatever and then he loses the fight and he loses it in like i want to say like the second round or something yeah and then he comes back and he and Mick is dying on the table and it's just like such a great scene and Sylvester Stallone also gets a lot of shit for not being a great actor but this one really shows like his acting ability from both of them and then you know he he's depressed he finds his way up and Talia Shire Adrian has like really like great acting in it Mm -hmm. too you know they have a great scene on the beach where he's like saying that he's afraid and it's great Rocky 3 is the best movie as the best of the Rockies. I think it might be on one of the, the years. So, but yeah, yeah, maybe we should do a whole Rocky series episode. Watch yeah. all eight of them beforehand. There's eight of them. I guess yeah. counting the Creeds. Yeah, yeah. There are a lot of movies on this list that I need to see, like Network, Bad News Bears, um, Killing of a Chinese Bookie. So, a lot of Criterion on here too. Uh, moving on, to, I almost said the year. Elvis Presley dies. Roman Polanski is arrested and charged, and the TV miniseries Roots airs. And the number one song is Hotel California by the Eagles. 1983. Too far. <sighs> it's only the next year, 1977. Oh, okay. Yeah. You Can you me. name a movie from 1977? This one should be easy. <laughs> the Godfather Part 2? No, it's 1974. <laughs> I have no fucking idea. I don't know. It's probably the most influential movie of all time influential movie of all time it was the highest grossing movie of all time until 1982 star wars yes the original star wars came out what i know that (laughs) most people do uh then close encounters of the third kind annie hall which won best picture smoking the bandit the rescuers and the many adventures of winnie the pooh from oh and pete's dragon from disney hold on let's let's back up really quick what did you say about star wars it's the most influential movie of all time is that what you said possibly but it probably is yes just look at the list (sighs) of sci-fi movies that came out afterwards and how blockbusters were changed by it. Do you have a more influential movie than that? Not off the top of my head, but I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna think of, I'm gonna sleep on that one because I, I, I think yeah, I think you're wrong. You can I think you're dead wrong. You guys can listen or you guys can uh, send an email saying if you agree or if you disagree and yeah. what movie you think is more influential. Yeah. Uh, pod at gmail.com. Um, Pete's Dragon, you said. Pete's Dragon, The Spy Who Loved Me, James Bond movie, High Anxiety from Mel Brooks. Saturday Night Fever, A Bridge Too Far, Eraserhead, which is also kind of a pretty influential movie because it brought out this whole surrealness of film with uh, David Lynch. Grand Theft Auto, which is... I love that game. (laughs) Which is Ron Howard's first film. Uh, Wes Craven's The Hills Have Eyes, the animated version of uh, The Hobbit, Kentucky Fried Movie, Martin Scorsese's New York, New York, Suspiria, and Ralph Bakshi's Wizards. It's 1977. Um... Talking about Ralph Bakshi, have you seen Cool World with Brad Pitt? Yeah. I know of it. I know very <laughs> that's much. That's like it. that's like a guilty pleasure movie for me. Do you yeah. do you know what it is? Uh, yeah, I know what it is. It's okay. it's like a wannabe Roger Rabbit. Yeah, kind of, yeah. but more adult, like more outwardly adult. Mm-hmm. It it's good, but it's not. All right. 
but it's good. All right, moving on. Epcot opens in Florida. The computer is named Time Magazine's Machine of the Year, and Eye of the Tiger by Survivor is the number one hit. What year is it? 1982. You got it. Whoa! 10 points for me. <laughs> and what movie came out that year? You should definitely be able to say it now because you've already said it. Rocky 3? Yes, Rocky 3. And uh, The Empire Strikes Back? No, that was ni- 1980. Oh. But uh, E.T., The Extraterrestrial, was oh. the highest grossing movie of all time until 1997 when Star Wars took back the mantle when the special editions came out. And they held the mantle until a movie at the end of that year, which we're not talking about 97, uh, Titanic came back and slowly but surely took the top spot and sat there until James Cameron did it again. Did it again. Uh, the best picture winner was Gandhi with uh, Richard Attenborough being uh, the director. He also directed uh, Chaplin mm-hmm. and a movie I have uh, on iTunes called Shadowlands that I suggested to you once, I think. Blade Runner came out in 1982. Yeah. Tron, Rocky Three. Poltergeist, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, 84 hours, or sorry, I'm dyslexic, 48 hours, <laughs> Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Isn't that the sequel, the 84 hours? <laughs> uh, probably. First Blood, so uh, stolen at a, at a um, good 82. Hell yeah. Tootsie, The Dark Crystal, Jim Henson, Diner, Fancy and Alexander. Fr- Is it Franny? It says, it's, no, it's Fanny and Alexander, yes. so yeah. So we're both fucking stupid. We're both, we both had an R or we didn't need it. Friday the 13th, part three. Halloween three, season of the witch. Hunchback of Notre Dame starring Anthony Hopkins. Is that Halloween? Is that the one that really has nothing to do with Michael Myers? Yeah. Yeah. They decided to kind of change it, but then realized that that didn't work yeah. at all. Yeah. And the Last Unicorn, An Officer and a Gentleman, Pink Floyd's The Wall, Sophie's Choice, The Thing, and Victor Victoria. Nice. 1982. That's a good year. Yeah. Um, I First Blood is by far my favorite Rambo movie. Agreed. Um, which is funny because you didn't see it until recently. Yeah, I hadn't seen it until you bought it. And then I watched it and it's great. And mm. I guess we could even talk about that a little bit. Cause yeah, we can eventually get to the <clears throat> Rambo movies as well. There's um, there's a lot of uh, lore, I guess, surrounding the movie where originally like the original ending was like Stallone Rambo kills himself. No, I think his uh, his officer. What's there's a word? Trout? Troutman. Well, Troutman's his name, but his uh, superior officer. He doesn't commanding officer. That's the word I was looking for. Oh. He's the one who was going to kill him. And I guess they wanted uh, Kirk Douglas for that role originally. Hmm. And he's like, I'll only do it if uh, he kills Rambo at the end. And they're like, uh, no. And imagine if they did. Yeah. He would be not as rich as he is now. <laughs> well, we wouldn't know about, we probably wouldn't even know about first blood that much. Yeah. And then originally, else. like, he, Stallone, like, absolutely hated the movie, and they were trying to buy back the original camera negative so they could burn it because <laughs> they hated it so much. And then in the editing room, I guess they took out, like, 90% of the scenes where he's, like, talking. Uh-huh. So the movie went to, like, from, like, two and a half hours to, like, an hour and whatever, 20 minutes. Yeah. And then it turned out to be a lot better. Yeah, Stallone claimed to have gone in there and, like, said, no, guys, you need to do this. Or, sorry, I should do the voice. No, you need to do... <laughs> Uh, he need to do it this way. You need to, he, at the end, he needs to be sympathetic, which, you know, he doesn't get enough credit for his, like you've been saying, acting, but also his writing skills and his yeah, directing skills. And his he directing, wrote, he yes. wrote Rocky. We didn't even say that. He yeah. wrote Rocky. He did. I think he wrote like all of them. Mm-hmm. So except for parts of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and even the last Rambo that came out was a gigantic, gigantic piece of shit. <laughs> 
But the one before that, that came out in like whatever, 2008, Six, 2009. No, what, seven. Because okay, you guys were... Yeah, uh, seven, eight, nine, whatever. That movie's other. great. Yeah. Hyper, hyper, hyper violent, but it was like good. Mm-hmm. And then this next one that came out, uh, whatever, last year or the year before, uh, gigantic piece of shit. Yeah. And then, you know, Blade Runner. I think that's the first time that we've ever discussed a movie that we that I consider to be a gigantic piece of shit. Well, we've mentioned Hot Rod, but we've never, we didn't really discuss it. That's true. So. Uh, we've kept it mainly positive, I feel like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Poltergeist, which was written by Spielberg, and was supposed to be directed by Spielberg, but he, like, Toby Hooper did mm-hmm. it instead, um, probably because he was busy with E.T. I mean, there's a whole history there that I'm sure. Uh, Tootsie's great. Uh, most of these movies are great. I haven't seen Gandhi. I don't really have too much of an interest in it. Tron, the first Tron, is kind of boring. <laughs> it's, it's you know, huge revolutionary thing, but it's just kind of boring. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there's Blade Runner, which is probably my favorite movie from that year, which is saying a lot. I, I probably would agree with that, too. Yeah. E.T.'s up there, but I love Poltergeist. I haven't seen The Thing. That's what I need to say. And I've list. seen the remake. The, the, oh. Which makes me a terrible person. <laughs> yeah. Since I haven't seen the original. That would make... That would be like... Uh, Two of the years later has the re- remake of RoboCop and has the remake of uh, the other Van Hoven movie. Verhoeven? Verhoeven. Um, I could see Basic the cover. Instinct? No. The other, the Arnold one. Oh, Total, Total Recall. Total Recall, yeah. So I forgot they did that with uh, Colin Farrell, right? Yeah, but I excluded those from the list because I just remember going to see that and just thinking this is yeah. such a piece of shit. There you go. <laughs> Another piece of shit. Yeah, but, you know. How- we should do a list of... Oh. Of our top ten biggest piece of shit movies. Oh my god, that's great. Okay, I want yeah, to work on that. That will be that will be our. That's going to be a four hour episode. Well, yes, gonna go on and on. Well, okay. Well, I mean, we shouldn't be saying this on the podcast because well, who cares? It's taking up time. Who cares? This is our podcast. We do whatever the fuck we want. Uh, don't leave. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> stay with us, please. This would be that would be a good backup episode to have as well in yeah. case we have somebody fall through. So yeah, I guess write those down, start thinking about them and hopefully we won't have to do it, do it next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Moving on. Coca-Cola introduces new Coke. The Nintendo entertainment system is released in North America and we are the world by USA for Africa is the number one hit. What year is it? 1982. We just, we just did 1982. Did we? Oh, <laughs> you then four. E.T. Very close. Is it five? 85? Yeah. Really? 1985. I thought it was 84. Well, you know what they say. We are the world. <laughs> we are the children. Yes. And what movie came out in 1985? Or movies? Hmm. Suspense is killing you guys, I hope. 1985. Um, this won't help with the big movie of the year, but two of the movies we talked about recently have sequels this year. Actually, two of the movies from 1982 have sequels in here. Another Rocky? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Is that Rocky Four? Yeah. Huh. Um, and then the other one... <sighs> Tressa, do you know any? <laughs> any movies that came out in 1985? Yeah. Uh, the other one is... Rambo First Blood Part 2. Okay. And then the movie after that is Rambo 3. And then the movie after that is Rambo. And then the movie after that is Rambo Last Blood. <laughs> Way to go with the numerology. And then there's another... The other one is just called... Isn't it just called Rambo 2? Like, Rambo as well? No, this is... this. 
the 19 or 2007 version is just called Rambo. And then what's the 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 last one that came out? What was that called? Rambo Last Blood. Oh, it was called Last Blood. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it had the colon in it. They should have just been first blood, second blood, third blood, fourth. Blood. Yeah, there's a lot of bloods. <laughs> and then last blood, but uh, at least they're saying yes, this is the last one. But you know, there's a whole franchise of Final Destination movies, mm-hmm. and Last Crusade wasn't the last um, movie from uh, Indiana Jones. All right, but 1985, the biggest money maker, is my number one movie of all time. Back to the future. <laughs> Back to the future. Um, See, this isn't this isn't uh, an issue with me like not remembering movies. It's literally the date. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. I know Back to the Future, but I yeah. just don't know when movies have come out. It's just funny because in my head, I haven't focused enough time to them. In my head, it's just kind of like when I think of a movie, I think of the gear just automatically pops into my brain, or at least the era. So it makes it a lot easier. When I think of E.T., this, like, metaphoric 1982 is, like, right there next to it. billboard that says (laughs) coming in 1982. Something like that. I guess, for me, when I think of movies, I think of, like, images from the movie. Well, yeah, of course. Or lines from the movie. Because I have, I guess, that talent. You have a talent for dates and years, and I have a talent for remembering lines. So why don't we do this? The next movie that you say... I'll try to think of a line from it. Or I was going to say, why don't I say a line from a movie and you try to guess oh, the movie. Perfect. That's great. If you can't think of one in time. <clears throat> uh, but now i got to figure out one. Uh, <laughs> it's like when I think of a movie and go, oh, I know a line from that. It's like super obvious. One from the trailer or something. Like paging Dr. Herman. Dr. Herman. That's from 1985. Paging Dr. Herman. Yeah. You can put that clip in. Yeah, I'll put that <laughs> clip in. Paging Mr. Herman. Mr. Herman, you have a telephone call at the front desk. Dr. Herman, you have a... That was from Rambo, right? Yeah. I'm trying to do one that I'm pretty sure you've seen, too. Oh, okay, that might help. You know what we have? We have the internet. If I can't think of a line that's not super obvious... Oh, I thought that was the line from the movie. I was like, huh? We have the internet. We have technology. I'm going to set it up. I'm searching for... (laughs) That would have been fun. Yeah, I would have learned everything. I learned how to spell. Okay, that's a pretty good line. The first one on the list. We're all pretty bizarre. Some of us are just better at hiding it. That's all. Mm. He thought he was so good. Yeah. Do you have another one from the movie? The same movie? Yes. Maybe if I can say this part of the line, you can finish it. Okay. What do you need a fake ID for? Uh, the Breakfast Club? Yeah. Yeah. What's that, the rest of the line? Thought. Do you remember the reason he needed an ID for um, because it was Brian. Yeah. Does he respond or does he, he like just, finish the line? He, he responds. What do you need an ID for? No, I don't. So I can vote. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> this is the worst fake ID I've ever seen. You realize you made yourself sixty-eight? I know. I know. I goofed it. What do you need a fake ID for? So I can vote. Uh, other movies that came out this year, the Best Picture winner, which I kind of, which I definitely disagree with because of some of the other movies on this list, is Out of Africa. But I haven't seen the movie, so who knows? It might be great. I heard it's kind of overrated, though. Uh, Rambo: First Blood Part Two, Rocky Four, The Color Purple, Cocoon, The Goonies, Martin Scorsese's After Hours, uh, The Breakfast Club, uh, James Bond: A View to a Kill, Return to Oz: The Black Cauldron from Disney, Sesame Street's Follow That Bird, Weird Science. Real Genius, which is, a, I think, a, a hidden gem of a movie with uh, Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. Uh, Never seen it, but I know. Yeah, it's, it's pretty great. Uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, 
Commando. That's what I should have said. Yeah. I should have said, remember what I told you I, I would kill you last? Yeah, you did, John. Yeah. I lied. <laughs> Put that clip in. Yeah. Remember, Sally, when I promised to kill you last? That's what made you. You did. I lied. <laughs> Clue, uh, based on the board game. Brazil from Terry Gilliam. Summer Rental, starring uh, John uh, Candy, which I think is a great hidden gem movie, too. Better Off Dead. Uh, chorus line, Fletch, Ladyhawk, Legend, The Legend of Billie Jean, not the Michael Jackson, Billie Jean, Lost in America, Mad Max, Beyond Thunderdome, The Man with One Red Shoe, Mask, National Lampoon's European Vacation, Once Bitten, starring Jim Carrey, Reanimator, Police Story, starring, starring Jackie Chan, Red Sonia, also has Arnold in it, uh, Santa Claus the Movie, St. Elmo's Fire, and Teen Wolf, uh, and To Live and Die in L.A. Oh, nice. So it's a pretty loaded year. Yeah, sounds like it. Obviously, Back to the Future is my favorite one from that year. It's my mm-hmm. favorite one ever. Uh, but, yeah, it's a great one. A lot of uh, um, Brat Pack movies. Yeah. With, uh, That's when they were established, right? Yeah, this is, yeah, this is when they were established. Everybody who was in St. Elmo's Fire and The Breakfast Club are part of that Brat Pack because of those two movies coming out. Even Robert Downey Jr. was like associated because I think he yeah. was like dating someone inside. I think so. He yeah. was in Weird Science, so... That oh. probably helped. He was also on uh, Saturday Night Live for a little bit, and he's mm-hmm. often considered the worst cast member of all time. Probably because he was high. Yeah, who knows? Um, I heard Cocoon's good. I've never seen it though. I think I've I saw it, like it, kind yeah. of on TV in the past. I haven't seen Goonies in uh, like a way like you said with uh, something else. I forget already. Where uh, it was on my way to the graduate. The... Oh yeah, the graduate. Uh, I was like, no, I wasn't graduating. No. <laughs> um, we were on a bus. This was when I was in high school, and I was in ROTC, and we were on our way to something called Skidum, which is called Southern California Invitational Drill Meet. And, you know, I'm like 15, so we get inspected by, like, drill sergeants. Mm-hmm. So I'm Did like... inspector skids? <laughs> Stupid. Yeah, I agree. Um, <laughs> no, because, like, imagine, like, being 15 years old and having a drill sergeant in your face yelling at you because your skid marks are <laughs> <laughs> because your uniform's not perfect and he had to search for something to find that was uh, not perfect on me and he he's like what, what is this like teeny tiny little thread that you can kind of see mm-hmm. and he's like well, why what's this why do you still have that there you're supposed to get rid of those what were you doing this morning i was like or what did you have for breakfast this morning i was like a, a danish sir and he's like were you too busy stuffing your face with the danish to cut all your internals <laughs> and then he just laughed i was like oh thank god that's all you got out of <laughs> that's it, all i got out of it so i did pretty well uh but on the way there on the bus we watched the goonies so i definitely wasn't in a frame of mu- uh, frame of mind to be going oh let's watch this for the first time ever i've yeah i've never seen only it. time yeah after hours i think is a great movie um it's a hidden that's a hidden gem scorsese movie maybe we can have top to five hidden gem movies um if you two it kills fine Return to Oz, that was always one of those freaky movies from our childhood that, like, they like to scare the crap out of us back in the 70s and 80s with movies. Um, with that and, like, Willy Wonka to a certain extent, even Roger Rabbit kind of had some scary stuff in it. But this yeah. was, like, the queen would take off her head and, like, replace her head or something like that. I don't remember entirely. I've never seen it. You haven't? Oh, Mm-mm. interesting. Like I said, Real Genius is great. With Val, Val Kimmer has a really good performance in that movie. Uh, even though it's just a comedy, but it's not just a comedy. And it also has the redhead guy from uh, the Walter Peck from uh, Ghostbusters. 
Oh yeah, he's in it playing basically the exact same character. An asshole. Yeah, and Commando's a great Arnold, random Arnold movie, and Brazil's great. I think that's one of my favorite Arnold movies. Yeah, yeah, it's, for sure. It's so quotable and so. Oh, for sure. Especially that last um, battle scene with um, Sully. I think his name is mm-hmm. the Australian guy who wears a fucking <laughs> uh, a chainmail like shirt. <laughs> Let off some steam, Bennett. Yeah. yeah. Put a knife in me. <laughs> there's, the, there's that beginning where he's like eating ice cream with uh, his daughter, played by uh, Alyssa Milano. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're and like, just carrying like a log, like a 400 pound <laughs> log on his shoulder. Like an entire tree yeah, exactly. on his shoulder. Tree stump. They're feeding a deer at one point. Yeah. Yeah. That they're showing you the softer side. That movie's great. It is. <laughs> The fall of the Berlin Wall, Nintendo's Game Boy is released with the hit game Tetris, and Like a Prayer by Madonna is the number one hit of... 1980... So far you're right. Eight. Oh, so close. 89. 89, okay. Yeah. What movie came out in 1989? In fact, when we say the title of this movie, we have to say the year with it to specify it from the other movies of the uh of the series i don't know give me a line from it you ever dance with the devil in the pale oh yeah batman (laughs) batman Batman 89 yeah batman 89 uh indiana jones last crusade driving miss daisy got best picture last crusade is actually the highest grossing movie of that year not batman which surprises me um let me look up a different movie to get a a line from that i'm pretty sure you've seen if you haven't then it's sad it means you didn't have a childhood Okay, I can tell you right now, I probably didn't, so we'll see. Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess if you're watching... Uh, Taxi Driver? Taxi Driver at the age of eight. That was like five or six. Oh, Jesus. I, <laughs> yes, I know. You said like eight originally, I think. Did I? Maybe years ago, but could be me remembering it wrong. I think you're remembering it wrong. Either way, it was entirely way too young. Okay, this is a pretty memorable line. Okay. Hey, wait, I get it. French class. Oh, uh, uh, honey, I shrunk the kids. Exactly. That's uh, Joe Johnston. His first um, directorial movie, he would go on to do the Rocket Rocketeer. Great movie. And uh, Captain America: The First Avenger. I agree. Uh, And he was the guy who designed Boba Fett. Apparently, George Lucas recommended him to direct Honey, I Shrunk the the Kids. Also, the audience because that's their attraction. Uh, this is also when Back to the Future... This is the year of sequels, because Back to the Future 2, Ghostbusters 2, Lethal Weapon 2, um, Indiana Jones 3, obviously. Karate Kid Part 3 came out. Uh, I don't see any other sequels. Uh, and Look Who's Talking. It was one of my favorites as a kid. Dead Poet Society, The Little Mermaid, Honey and Shrunk the Kids, Born on the Fourth of July, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, The, Bur- the Burbs, Field of Dreams, Earth Girls Are Easy, Star Trek V, The Final Frontier, which is the worst Star Trek movie. Do the Right Thing, UHF, All Dogs Go to Heaven, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Glory, The Wizard, Uncle Buck, The Abyss, Heathers, Major League, My Left Foot, Milo and Otis, which is a horrible movie because they actually did harm animals in that one. So don't watch that one if you have, okay. haven't. Um, yeah. Parenthood, Pet Cemetery, Roadhouse, Roger and Me, Say Anything, Sex, Lies, and Videotapes, Steel Magnolias, Tango and Cash, Vampire's Kiss, Weekend at Bernie's, The War of the Roses, and When Harry Met Sally. All came out in 1989. What a year. Yeah. Wow. That would probably be in my top five greatest years of movie history. Because that's that's 
that's a pretty fat year yeah that's that's loaded for sure can we talk about all dogs go to heaven for a yeah. second yeah go ahead you can talk about whatever you want <clears throat> i might cut it <laughs> i'm just kidding no. go ahead. um do you know the story about the the little girl who did the voice of Anne marie i i think i do but I've, i don't remember the details yeah um i don't know why we should even talk about this because it's very sad but the um the girl who did the voice and i think her name was like judith barcy mm-hmm. uh she also did the voice of ducky and um yeah land before time mm-hmm. so apparently she uh her mother and her father um obviously raised her and her father was extremely overprotective and violent and um basically was trying to control um the family and what they did and where they went and um obviously very very verbally and physically abusive with the mom and he ended up killing the daughter judith and the mom in their sleep and then killing himself what was the point of me telling that i don't know but it's sad and every time i hear because there's two songs one especially that's especially sad in that uh in that movie all dogs go to heaven um i'm trying to think of the name of it soon you'll come home that's like the saddest song that i've ever heard in my life mm-hmm. especially after listening like hearing the story of that girl mm-hmm. the song's really beautiful but it's really sad and that's my downer moment for the day <laughs> Oh, I get some, I get kind of, I'm looking at some of the events I wrote down as being the big events of the year and I'm going, that's pretty dark. Maybe I shouldn't put something like that in the next one. And the next one I'm looking for something like, well, that's the only other big event of that year. So, so yes, this is going to get kind of dark. Sorry. I forgot to mention one thing that made it a little bit darker. Um, so he kills, he killed Judith Barcy and her mom and then set the house on fire and then killed himself Jesus, just to make it a little bit worse. That's it. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a good night. <laughs> uh, let's talk about happier things about that, because uh, this was when Don Bluth was uh, really big. This was when Disney was trying to find, was trying to come back in popularity. Like Tron failed, the Black Hole failed, um, their movies started failing. Like uh, Black Cauldron was just a big waste of money. Uh, but then Little Mermaid come out came out this year, and suddenly they're back on top. So. And Roger Rabbit helped out a lot with that too, uh, which came out in '87. And uh, Ghostbusters Two is definitely not as good as Ghostbusters One. Yes, but I think it's the second best Ghostbusters movie there is. Even technically, how many? How many there are there? Four. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm including uh, Afterlife. Um, but what was cool about Ghostbusters around that time is that's around the time the cartoon series came out. That's around the time where like merchandising went crazy mm-hmm. for Ghostbusters. That's when we started getting things like Ecto Cooler. So even though the movie might not be so great, everything that came out around it, being a kid at that time, because I was five when that movie came out, it was just perfect for me. So Because I definitely watched the hell out of that cartoon. And of course, Back to the Future 2 was the movie that made me go, this is great. I want to be a scientist. But later when it... No, actually, I want to be a writer. I want to make movies. I want to do this. So... It's a big year for me. Very big year. Mm-hmm. And look who's talking. There was a, back when I was in second grade, they, uh, there was this writing competition and like every class would get a first and second place. And so we submitted this book of poems and we submitted like one big poem. And my big poem got second place. And then my book of poems got first place wow. in my class. So you. I was like, oh, this is so cool. So I showed it to my mom. 
well, after school, I'm like, check it out. This is what happened. I presented it like that too. It was like, I got second and first. <laughs> and and uh, so that means I was the only person in my class to get any award. <laughs> um, so to celebrate, we went to Denny's because the Grand Slam was $1.99 at the time. And uh, we went, <laughs> we went, uh, there's a ravine in Hesperia. So the hill, like the roads go up and down mm-hmm. quite a bit. So that was our, our thrill ride of the day. We'll go on the, the hilly road because we were cheap, and or we were broke. And uh, we went to the warehouse to rent Luku's Talking Part 2, and at first they didn't have it, and I cried. <laughs> I was like, they don't have it, because I love the first one so much. So that's my Luku's Talking story. And Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is great, of course. Two movies with time travel that same year. And, of course, Batman. We saw that in theaters probably like a decade ago at Arclight, mm-hmm. which was really cool, seeing it on the big screen. And Last Crusade's my favorite Indiana Jones. Oh, and UHF is, I think, one of the funniest movies of all time. Um, have you ever seen that with no, Weird Al? I haven't. You probably wouldn't like it. Probably not. Because I heard you in Boston like quote it like, incessantly. <laughs> oh, and I was yeah. like, this is so fucking stupid. Hey, Baldy! Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't even get what it means. But yeah. Even back then, I knew it was dumb, so I probably wouldn't find it funny. Basically, and I'll probably insert it after I say this, but uh, there's a there are fake trailers in the movie, mm-hmm. including Conan the Librarian. Mm-hmm. And uh, Gandhi too. So, you know, the joke from uh, Family Guy where they're like, Passion of the Christ too. They basically ripped that off from Gandhi too. Okay. So the same idea of this guy is supposed to be passive aggressive, but he's an action star. Mm-hmm. So like when he's at a restaurant with somebody, someone off camera is like, hey, Baldy. So he flips the table, pulls out a like an AK and starts mowing down the whole restaurant. <laughs> okay. So we might need to watch that sometime. We'll see. Yeah, and Uncle Buck. Macaulay Culkin. Ah, rest in peace. <laughs> and James Cameron's The Abyss. I've, I've never seen it. For, the only time I saw that, they were doing a, a double feature at the Arrow with um, Aliens and uh, and The Abyss. And he mm-hmm. actually was there for a and a That was really cool. That was my first time seeing it. Technically incredible for what they were doing, especially for that time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's, that's the reason they invented Photoshop was for yeah, uh, So I, I forgot about that. And uh, I saw another one. I was like, oh, I should bring that up. Um, oh, The Wizard, which is basically just an hour and a half commercial for Nintendo. And oh, a with preview. Uh, Fred Savage? Fred Savage, yeah. yeah. And the uh, girl who was uh, Jenny... Jenny Lewis. Jenny Lewis, who's yeah. in... Uh, um, having a stroke. Postal Service. <laughs> yeah, well, she was on it. She's not in it. Yeah. She's like a guest singer. She's in Rilo Kylie. Yeah, that's that's her main band. That's her band. Nancy Kerrigan is attacked. Netscape is released. Netscape Navigator is released. And the number one song is The Sign by Ace of Bass. 1992. Close. Possibly the greatest year in cinema history. Oh, okay. 1994? Mm-hmm. That's it? Oh, okay. I... I thought it was two. Okay, yeah. Right. This one, great. You should definitely get a few movies from. Yeah, uh, this one, I know, Pulp, Pulp Fiction, Forrest Gump. Most overrated movie of all time. Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> According sure. to you. Yes. Um, highest grossing movie. It was animated. I'm, I'm going to kick myself when I hear it, but I don't know. I'll say a line from yeah. it. Yeah. What's, what's a motto? Nothing. What's the motto with you? <laughs> You got another line from it? Um, 
Life's not fair, is it? You see, I will never be king. While you, you will never see the light of another day. I have no idea what that is. It's a perfect Jeremy Irons impression. Yeah, it's, it's the sounds- Lion King. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Like, I've probably seen that movie, like, once. So. Jesus Christ. We watched it every day when it came out on VHS. Really? Yeah. That's a really good Jeremy Irons, Oh, thank though. you. I will, I will say that. Give me another quote from a movie. This is terrible. Well, uh, real quick, I'll say about the uh, the three movies with Forrest Gump being the best picture winner. There's a lot of controversy and a lot of people. The beginning to it? The beginning of what the one character says to the other first to get the other character to say it. So, um, you know, all that stupid crap. We will have, let's not discuss it too much right now because I do definitely, for any of the years, I definitely want to have a full episode about 1994. Okay. Um, but um, let me find another line. There's one line I know that I hope you would get, and it's one of the stupidest lines. I haven't seen the movie, but I know this line. I know how it ends, so I want to look up the. Uh, you might get this because it actually says someone's name. So I'll just blank when it says the name. Okay. I'm smarter than you. I'm smarter. I'm smarter. Yeah, but I'm taller. It's speed. He says... Oh, yeah, when he gets his head cut <laughs> off at the end. It doesn't make any sense to say yeah. I'm taller. <laughs> uh, because his head gets knocked off on the... You haven't seen the movie? No. Oh, so he's on top I, I, I know. I know everything about it pretty much. But Do you know seen... what happens at the end? He's yeah, on there's... the train and then the sign knocks... Okay. Yeah, yeah they're like on a subway. Yeah. Uh, quiz show and uh, Four Weddings and a Funeral were also nominated. I should have said a line from this movie. Let me do it real quick. Yeah, please. This one should be pretty obvious. Okay. Have you ever killed anyone? Yeah. True lies. <laughs> yeah, but they were all bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I should have had you finish the line. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, True Lies, Speed. Uh, this is a Jim Carrey's first big year. Uh, the well, Mask. First, the Mask, Ace Ventura, Dumb and Dumber all came out in 94. Wow. Interview with a Vampire, Blank Check, you know, that that uh, cinematic treasure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sucker Proxy from the Coen Brothers, Angels in the Outfield, which is one of my favorites because, you know, Angels. Uh, Ed Wood, which we mentioned, the, the actual guy himself. The Santa Claus, Leon the Professional, oh. Clerks. Have you ever seen The Professional? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. That's such a great movie. I feel movie. like we've seen it together before. Mm, maybe. Maybe. I feel like that's another movie. If I quoted it, you probably would have gotten it right away. Yeah, 100%. Um, Clerks, Above the Rim. I don't know why I put that on there. Uh, Chunking Express. Yeah. Um, the Client. The Crow. Heavenly Creatures. Peter Jackson before Lord of the Rings. Uh, and then there were five movies with a little in the title. Little Big League. Little Buddha. Little Giants. Little Rascals. And Little Women. <laughs> Kenneth Branagh's uh, uh, Frankenstein. Maverick, Natural Born Killers, The Land Before Time 2, and uh, Return of Jafar both came out this year, which was the start of a huge straight-to-video sequel trend because Land Before Time has like 16 movies now in the series. and They're still making them? I think they stopped finally. <laughs> but God. Return of Jafar was the first Disney's first direct-to-video sequel. And then, of course, we know how that went for the next 15 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Star, Trek, Star Trek Generations, which is the first next-generation Star Trek. Street Fighter. Yes. We're going to go up River. <laughs> I'm going to kick the son of a bitch bison's ass so hard. Uh, three colors, white and red, came out this year, and white herb. That's a, that's a heavy year. Yeah, it's a heavy hitting year right there. It, I mean, just Forrest Gump, Lion King, and Pulp Fiction. For me, those were, like, huge. Obviously, Lion King's not that big for you. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> oh, we went to, me and uh, Everett went to uh, D23 one year where they showed it in 3D. And it was in that big dome behind uh, California Adventure. In mm-hmm. the, so it's like a mile away is this, this square screen. <laughs> <laughs> and you're supposed to be appreciating the 3d yeah, yeah so yeah, it was cool because i was watching going oh man this is a great movie but at the same time i'm going i can't really tell if it's in 3d or not yeah the movie uh i got dr strange in 3d tonight so hopefully that the first one was great in 3d that was one of my yeah i think that's one of the few movies that actually um helped the story having it being mm-hmm. 3d i didn't know that there's still like they're not really pushing for movies in 3d anymore no though. what's funny kind of like a I mean, niche thing again yeah um it's i was gonna say it's funny but it's not it's interesting because that doesn't really come up too often anymore as an option because i usually go uh xd at because i have the cinemark um membership and i go for xd which is their limax Mm -hmm. uh, version but i think it's better than most fake imaxes can dolby like amc's dolby one which Um, sucks it does uh godfather looked good good. that's true What was I going to say? Uh, but yeah, so. Because I remember for every movie that was coming out, they were mm-hmm. doing like 3D conversions for it. And like you hardly ever see it yeah. now, which is, I think, a good thing. We saw Star Trek Into Darkness in IMAX. IMAX 3D? 3D. Yeah. And I remember there being one scene. I don't know if you remember or if it happened with you as well. There's one scene where like the whole Enterprise is like falling down and they're all like on this bridge. And so they're like hanging off of it. I just remember looking at it and the 3D was backwards in that scene. No, I don't remember <laughs> that at all. And then, uh, oh, I saw Captain America Winter Soldier in 3D back in 2014. And I was just like, this, why did I spend extra money on this? Mm-hmm. This sucks. Yeah. So most of the time it's very pointless. Yeah. But hopefully they do it like they use it to its full extent and exactly. potential in this one, which I'm sure they will. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, if they're going to make it a big de- make a big deal about it. Um, yeah, and Leon the Professional, I think is great. Um, Luc Besson mm-hmm. is the director. It's like Natalie Portman's first big role. Um, Gary... Oldman? Oldman is amazing in it. Mm-hmm. It's I, so bizarre, like, out of this world, but he's so yeah. good in it. Which is a Luc Besson. Hopefully you can put trait. the quote in the Bring Me Everyone. Yeah, that's what I was, I was thinking. Fanny... Bring me everyone. What do you mean everyone? Everyone! But the fact you said it will remind me, so good. Yeah. Um, Ed Wood. Uh, just be sure to turn down your, your speaker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Put a warning in there. Yeah. Um, I think Ed Wood is probably one of the best movies about making movies because it's just, it kind of has that vibe of... Uh, just a bunch of people, just a group of friends getting together and just making a movie, mm-hmm. which, you know, when just in general now, even I think sounds like a, a blast to do Jim Carrey at his peak. Of course, those movies were great at the time. Ace Ventura doesn't hold up as much, especially because of how everybody freaks out about kissing a trans woman. Santa Claus, I watch every year. Of course, angels in the outfield is what made me go is like kind of solidified me as an angel fan. I was always kind of, cause I'm, I was born in, El- in Anaheim. But uh, and then Clerks, that's the start of Kevin Smith's career, and the good part of his career. Yeah, the good part of his career. Um, part of the Jersey trilogy, I think it's 
what, it, what it's called that mall rats and uh chasing amy chasing amy which chasing amy is such a great movie like yeah. definitely his best movie but it's not even just like a great kevin smith movie it's just a great movie in general mm-hmm. awesome. and that that's what he was like he's using that script like he, i think he wrote it around the time that like mall rats is coming out he unfortunately de- i mean his movies are super cheap to make but he doesn't make a whole lot of money making the movies but enough to where he gets to keep making them and mm-hmm. that's kind of why he's stopped now but uh he's slowed down at least so but he's very busy on like he has a bunch of other shit like podcasts yeah. and moderating stuff talking tours yeah. and oh yeah if you ever have a chance to find an evening with kevin smith like there are like five or six of them now just any of those are just outstanding and he has a stand-up uh, really? album now on spotify that i think is great um yeah if you going off what gaddy says if you can find the um Superman Lives clip? No, not even that one. The Prince. episode where he talks about doing a documentary with Prince. Um, I, I don't know how scripted these are or whatever, because some person will go up and be like, hey, I just heard you were working on a documentary with Prince. Can you tell us anything about it? And he goes on like a 45-minute like... Tyrant. Not even tangent. It's not a tirade, but like he just tells a story and it's incredibly detailed. So it's like, are you just like, you just remember all this and you commit all this to memory? I can imagine that that's the case. And he's probably told the story once or twice before. But it's an amazing story. So if yeah. you can just YouTube it, try to find it. It's hilarious. It's, it's so good. And if you're interested in watching Licorice Pizza, definitely listen or watch his video talking about writing Superman oh, yeah. for Tim Burton. Uh, for john peters who um, bradley cooper plays in licorice pizza so it kind of like once you see that and then you watch licorice pizza it's like oh it makes so much more sense you could appreciate it so much more but uh yeah 1994 this one should be easy to guess the year i bet i won't (laughs) The threat of Y2K looms large. And that 13, oh, this is where we start getting really dark. 13 are killed in the school shooting of Columbine High School. And Baby One More Time by Britney Spears is the number one song. It's got to be 1999. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, this one. If you don't get a one movie from this year, then you're off the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and my wife will be taking my spot. Um... <laughs> She remembers more than we do. Yeah. So. Fight Club. Well, yes, that's on there. The Matrix. Sure. Um. Uh. Shakespeare in Love. No, that's ninety-eight. Oh fucking hell! The movie we did an episode on. The very first episode, we talked about a specific movie. <laughs> I don't fucking know. I don't know. You don't remember the movie we did with John Oh, Malkovich. John Malvich. <laughs> See, why would I remember that? It's not a favorite movie. I've seen it once. Like, why would I commit that to because my memory? Because we had an entire episode on it. Not about the fucking release date of the movie, dude. Like, But you remembered The Matrix and uh Yes, because those movies I enjoy. And Office Space and uh, um, American Beauty. Because we talked in that episode yes. about how five movies came out. That had to do with uh, button-down people getting the people working in an office and their cubicle jobs. The highest-grossing movie of the year. Do you remember, do you know what that is? See, I, I probably wouldn't have been able to Home guess. Alone. <laughs> that was 1990. It was at least it's in the same decade. Um, no, it's Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Yeah, that's gonna go onto my top ten list of biggest piece of shit movies. Oh, episode two is worse. 
No, it's not. But I've seen much worse than both of those. Um, I feel sorry for you. Then. <laughs> no, that, that that definitely would not be number one top top or I guess biggest piece of shit movie ever made. Yeah, but. there's much worse like Miss March. <laughs> yes, and the man who knew too little. I think with. Um, bill murray bill murray oh my gosh i i saw that once and i was just like eh, i did too i have to watch it and again. even at a very young age whenever it came out that was enough for me to be like this movie is a gigantic piece of shit <laughs> that was uh, on his way down but uh let's let's all right i'll make i'll do an obvious quote try i mean it doesn't have to be obvious no no no. i was gonna say i'll but do a hopefully i've seen the fucking movie you have okay i'll do an obvious quote and then I'll do a non-so-obvious quote from two different movies. But we'll do obvious first. Or maybe this might not be so obvious. Okay. This happens. This is something that happens. Magnolia. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so funny because I was like, okay, go through some of the first quotes. And it's, the book says, we might be through with the past, but the, the past, past ain't through, through with us. us. I, okay, let me, let me do one and I'll have you uh, finish it. Okay. Come on, Frank. What are you doing? Uh, what am I doing? I'm judging you silently or quietly. Quietly judging yeah, you. Yeah, quietly judging you. And then, so, Magnolia from 1999, of course. And let's do a not-so-obvious one. <laughs> I can be, I can do the, uh, get in my belly. <laughs> uh, I, Austin Powers, the, the Spy Who Shagged Me came out in Okay, I, I didn't know, like, because they have a, the different titles, like yeah. Gold Member and all that. Um, Toy Story 2 came out that year. Uh, you, I know you've seen it once and probably only once. Mm-hmm. Um, another obvious line would be, I see dead people. Oh, yeah. Sixth sense. Home Alone, right? <laughs> Tarzan came out that year. Uh, I'm going through the list looking for something that I can find a quote, quote for. for. Okay. Uh, the World is Not Enough from James Bond. Uh, She's All That. Blast from the Past. October Am I a Sky. bet? Am I a fucking bet? <laughs> That's from She's All That. Yeah. That's a great teen movie. Uh, yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, October Sky movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, South Park, bigger, longer, and a cut. Here's a movie that we can get a one from that you probably don't know as well, but I'm sure you've seen it. No dream is ever just a dream. You've probably not seen this movie enough to know that because I definitely wouldn't. Do you have another one from the same movie? Yeah, I'm trying to find one that isn't a conversation. What is it? No dream is just a dream? Yeah. I've seen one or two things in my life, but never, never anything like this and never such women. I never would have been able to get this. You want to just tell you what it is? Yeah. It's uh, Kubrick's last film, Eyes Wide Shut. Oh, wow, yeah. And then we got Iron Giant, The Insider, Dogma, another Kevin Smith movie, The Green Mile, which is, I think, better than Shawshank, uh, Man on the Moon, Galaxy Quest, American Movie, which is a interesting documentary, another movie about making movies, uh, 10 Things I Hate About You, 8mm, directed by Joel Schumacher, mm-hmm. American Pie, Any Given Sunday, Big Daddy. It's a great movie. The Blair Witch Project, Boondock Saints for the bros. Boys Big, Don't Cry. Big Daddy is one I can quote that whole movie. Like yeah. that movie is so quotable. It's definitely, I think, my favorite Adam Sandler movie. Yeah. Uh, Boys Don't Cry. British. Or so British. Buena Vista Society Club. Cruel Intentions. Uh, Detroit Rock City, starring Edward Furlong. Mm-hmm. Election. Alexander Payne. Fantasia 2000, Ghost Dog, The Way of the Samurai, Girl Interrupted, Never Been Kissed, Three Kings, Topsy Turvy, The Virgin Suicides. I put the, the the world is not enough on there a second time. And our favorite movie of the, all time. The movie's so good. You put it on there twice. Of uh, The World is Not Enough? Yeah. 
and uh my our favorite movie of all time wild wild west oh yes uh why aren't people watching that tiktok anyways do you have anything to say about that that year that that year we haven't already said in the being john malkovich well you can tell by the list that uh teen movies Mm -hmm. super popular i remember there was like a string of them all coming out around the same time yeah it was like a uh a resurgence of uh like john hughes type films yeah those are all those are all fun which is funny because it's kind of around that was kind of the perfect time for me because i was in high school at that time Mm -hmm. but my parents were very strict about what i was allowed to see so i wasn't able to go see any of those and i didn't have anybody to go with me it wasn't like you where i could just walk down the street to a movie theater i had to and just sneak in yeah i lived lived on dirt road so Wow. It, was, it was at least three Did miles. Did you have to walk eight miles in the snow to school? Well, it snowed once a year, even though it's in Southern California. Wow. But, yeah. I guess um, that joke went right over your head. No, no, I get it. I get the uh, uphills bo- uphill both ways in the snow. <laughs> yes. Is that what you're going to tell your kids? It is. When I was your age. The Iron Giant's probably one of my top five favorite animated movies. Galaxy Quest is a fun it's like a cult classic. Yeah, it's a cult classic now. Has Justin Long in it before anybody knew it was him. Oh yeah. Um it had Rain Wilson in it before anybody knew it was him. Really? Yeah. I didn't he know played that. one of the aliens. I haven't seen that in a really, really long time. Yeah. So it's a it's a fun movie and uh I haven't seen it in a while either and I'd like to rewatch it. I there's a documentary about it that I would recommend. So Okay, this one should be super easy. September eleventh. Um, 19... 98. <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe that was 2001. Yes. Okay. Um, and do you remember what the number one song was? Because we talked about it in the last episode. This is... I don't want to miss a thing by Aerosmith. No, I'm that's... Kidding. I think that's 98. That's one of the top hits. Uh um, no, 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 no. 2001 wait was it the the creed knockoff band yeah okay hanging by a moment by lifehouse yeah 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 they're more than a creed knockoff band they're better than creed i'll say that that's not saying much though but they're all just kind of a pearl jam knockoff i don't know dude with arms wide open <laughs> with arms wide open. <laughs> you remember when we went to a karaoke bar and we were we ended the night with that and then like that was our second and last song we did it kind of as a joke and it was like me and i think simon who should be a guest on this um, we, uh, no, I don't remember that. But the way you reacted when I said Simon, I was just wondering if you're like, should we not talk? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> he lives in Mexico now though. Oh, he does? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, then we have to do it long distance. Uh, <laughs> he disappears and like, should I cut he comes in, no, no, he comes in <laughs> and out of my life. Uh, what? I said he disappears in and out of my life. Oh, that's fucking shit. We will, I would love to have Simon. He's hilarious. Yeah, he is. I think yeah, I was thinking that the other day. I was like, oh man, he loves movies, and he would. Yeah, he'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, apparently, he's south of the border. It would have to be on Zoom. Anyway, so it was me and him. We were singing with arms wide open, ironically, and then uh, Drunk Boston came over and changed it to uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. I was like, we're like, the fuck, dude? I'm like, yes, we're getting to that song. He's like, this song sucks. I'm like, yes, we know it sucks. That's why we're doing it, you fucking idiot. Uh, oh my god. We have so many anti-Boston stories. <laughs> I think we've talked more trash about Boston than we did about uh, we do about Ryan Bosch. 
But we love all of them. Yeah, we do. All of them. I would like to have both of them on the podcast separately, probably, but <laughs> so we can focus on each one. Uh, but yeah. I don't so. know if Ryan Bosch listens, but we tell these stories because they remind us of you and we love you because you're a funny guy. Yeah. Who? We do it out of love. Who farts in the car, <laughs> rolls up the windows, and kill, tries to kill me in Boston after macaroni grill. Uh, With the heat blasting, that's the most important part. He had the heat up. <laughs> it, was, it was the worst smelling thing ever. Anyways. Uh, so... <laughs> Oh, yeah, we needed to kind of. I guess ne- we should probably hustle now. You're never coming on. No, not anymore. Okay. Um, so you should so know t- a movie from 2001. We talked about it last week. <laughs> the movie we talked about last week. Oh yeah, Royal Tenenbaums. Uh, Royal Tenenbaums. Uh, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone was the highest grossing film, and it started a trend in young adult movies being adapted into film. Uh, Lord of the Rings definitely helped with that trend, which was the was also that year, the Fellowship of the Ring. The Thanks. Fast and the f- so. Um, Harry Potter made more money than Lord of the Rings? Yeah. That's crazy. Well, the first ones. Yeah. So, which kind of makes sense because one is like three hours and one is like two. So more showings, I guess. And kids can go to see That's it. True. More kids can see it. You um, said Fast and the Furious? Fast and the Furious. Can you put in that clip of Vin Diesel talking <laughs> with the overacting extra in the background? I thought about doing that for a TikTok. You'll have, we'll have, okay. I'll have to uh, you have, have to watch, you point it out. Because yeah, I watched the clip. Him. I watched the clip and there's like a bunch of people in the background all acting like weirdo background you, you extras. You watched the clip? Yeah, I'm so, so you'll have to... Uh, specific. So yeah, this is the year where a bunch of franchises started. I wanted to say that. It says Harry Potter had its first movie. Lord of the Rings has its first movie. Fast and the Furious. The first Ocean's Eleven movie. The first Shrek movie. Uh, we're all this year. Monsters Inc. had a second movie and a TV show, but no, it's not really a franchise. A Beautiful Mind won Best Picture. Pearl Harbor, The Mummy Returns, uh, AI, Artificial Intelligence, Ali, Amelie, Black Hawk Down, Memento, Blow, Joe Dirt, Moulin Rouge, Hedwig and the Angry Inch, Ghost World, Scary Movie 2, Rush Hour 2, The Princess Diaries, Bridget Jones's Diary. It says Ray Ray Race. It's Rat Race. Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. Hardball. Zoolander. The One. Shallow Howl. Not another teen movie. So they start making fun of the movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donnie Darko. Dogtown and Z Boys. Mulholland Drive. Enemy at the Gate. Evolution. Final Fantasy. The Spirit Within. Gosford Park. Hannibal, which sucks. Human Nature, which is Michelle Gondry and uh, Charlie Kaufman. I Am Sam. A Knight's Tale. Legally Blonde. Monsters Ball. The Others. Shaolin Soccer. Spirited Away, Super Troopers, Training Day, Vanilla Sky, and E2 Mama Tambien all came out in 2001. Wow. So that's a pretty big year, too. Vanilla Sky? Your mm-hmm. th- what are your thoughts on Vanilla Sky? I think it's very impressive that they were able to film in Times Square with nobody around them, and that's all I really know about that movie. Uh, you haven't seen it? <laughs> no. Oh, it's a great movie. Okay. Yeah. I will have to add that to the list. Yes. Um, which is growing exponentially. Which it should. Hopefully it does. Um, let's see. Is there anything specifically I want to talk about? Did you um, mention what the... Oh, yeah. The, the 2001 song? Yes. Yeah. Hang it by a moment. I think AI is a better movie than people give it credit for. If it I only saw it once early. in the theater, and it was... I remember thinking that, oh, this movie... Okay, great. It's over. And then it just continues going on and on. I did not like it. If it stopped when he was, was saying, very, oh, very a real young. boy, I think it would have been a much better movie. Maybe we'll give it a second try. Maybe. Or another try. Yeah, I mean, we could talk about Shrek. We could talk about Ocean's Eleven. Why? I haven't seen Fast and the Furious, Pearl Harbor. I only put that on there because of how big of a movie it was as far as money mm-hmm. goes. Um, 
I don't really much remember much of Ali. I haven't seen Amelie, but I'm interested in seeing it. That's an amazing movie. That I, used to be one of my top 10 favorite movies of all yeah. time for like a very long time. I don't remember liking Black Hawk Down that much. I think there's a thing with me where I'm not a big fan of modern war movies. Like uh, Hurt Locker, I thought was pretty overrated. Yeah, I'll agree with you there. It's a it's a above good movie, but yeah. it's not an amazing... Well, Zero Dark Thirty isn't like technically like a quote-unquote war movie, but yeah. I thought that was overrated too. Very yeah. good, but overrated. Yeah, so... But I love Black Hawk Down. I yeah. have it. If you want to borrow it to rewatch I it, I think I own it on iTunes. But yeah, I mean, I I should give it another try, maybe yeah. for an episode. It's a great um, movie. Memento, not the first Christopher Nolan movie, but the first big Christopher Nolan movie. And uh, there are a few other movies I mentioned in here that are definitely on my list for you to watch. And uh, so I won't talk too much about it. All right, I'm going to fast forward. Uh huh. Uh huh. Rihanna. Uh huh. Good girl going back. Uh, the first iPhone is released. The House Bubble Bursts and Umbrella by Rihanna and Jay-Z is the number one hit. What year am I talking about? 2008? Close. It's either 2007 or 2008. Seven. Yeah. Um, actually, there's critic Mark Allison. This is on the Wikipedia page when I was going through the list of movies. He says, 2007 must surely be remastered. Remembered. If I can read. I need my glasses. As one of the finest years in English language filmmaking, quite possibly the best of the century so far, like 1939, 1976, and 1994, years I've already mentioned, it was one of those years in which a succession of veritable classics came into being. So many, in fact, that some of the best examples were cruelly overlooked by the hype machine of the day. If 2007 proves anything, it's that classic films aren't just a relic of ages past, they're being made all around us. I can't wait to see what we're watching another 10 years' time. And yeah, there's some good movies that came out in the last 10 years, or 10 years since that. But uh, can you name at least two movies from 2007? There will be Blood and No Country for Old Men. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. If you didn't get that, I mean, we have yeah. tickets to go see it. We're going to have to finish this podcast. Um, yeah. What else... Uh, because we were in school, so we were like at the movies constantly, yeah. and I can think of like there were so many good movies that came out during well, that time. There's another movie. Uh, I'll give you this hint. There's another movie that is going to be at the New Beverly this month. Assassination of Jesse James. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember seeing that around the same time too. And a movie you just bought in 4K. Eastern Promises. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was that uh, Bob Dylan. Uh, I'm not there. Yes. Yeah. That, that, I, I'm actually quite like that movie. Uh, and then other movies like Atonement, which had that really cool mm-hmm. Loner, like so. steady cam shot. Uh, Juno, Michael Clayton, the diving. What was that? Sorry, <laughs> I hate Juno. Oh, that was you making a reaction to Juno. Yeah, yeah. Diving uh, Bell and the Butterfly. That's diving a Bell and the Butter- Butterfly. Uh, American Gangster, Zodiac. It says 300, but I just remembered it wasn't that 2006. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, that's average favorite movie. <laughs> uh, Meet the Robinsons, Grindhouse. Hot Fuzz. Were you there when we all went to see Hot Fuzz? Yeah. And Andy Dick was there too? Yeah. And then Quentin Tarantino. Don't like that movie at all. You don't like Hot Fuzz? Wow. I don't. Hot take. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man 3. <laughs> we, me, you, and Mark Davis went to see that. I think it was like a midnight showing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Quentin Tarantino was in the theater that day too. Not our specific. He was in the restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End was the highest grossing movie of the year. Uh, we also had Ratatouille, which is... 
a 10 out of 10 movie for me. Transformers, which was entertaining, but started a horrible trend of Transformer movies mm -hmm. after that, and none have been that good, except for uh, Bumblebee was pretty good. Uh, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix came out that year, which is like number five. The Simpsons movie, your favorite, Hot Rod. Uh, Superbad, 310 to Yuma, Across the Universe, Enchanted, I Am Legend, Sweeney Todd, Alpha Dog, Smoking Aces, Shooter, which we went to go see. That was the first movie we all went to the theater to see together. And I just remember thinking, this is so cliche. He even has, there's even a guy showing his girlfriend, or showing a picture of his girlfriend to Mark Wahlberg. And I'm like, we just learned in class how that's a cliche. <laughs> Once, Eagle vs. Shark, which is uh, Taika Watiti's first film, Rescue Dawn, Sunshine, which I bought on iTunes now so I can watch it. Born Ultimatum. That's on my list for you. Oh, okay, well, there you go. Now it's easier to see. Into the Wild, The Kingdom. The Dar Darjeeling Limited, Lars and the Real Girl, Gone Baby Gone, Before the Devil Knows You're Dead, B-Movie, Southland ta Tales, Margot at the Wedding, The Mist, which is also uh, Darabont doing Stephen King, uh, The Kite Runner, Charlie Wilson's War, and of course, Who's Your Caddy? <laughs> Starting phase on love. Who could forget Who's Your Caddy? Masterpiece. We should probably, maybe we should do like a special episode talking about There Will Be Blood. And no country for all men after we see him in theaters, but yeah. maybe not right I'm after. Down for that. We'll have to figure out the timing. We'll do that later. I didn't do any quotes for this one. Yeah, so we can. Those two movies alone, we could probably do hours. Yeah. About uh, anything else that stands out, like maybe Zodiac, just David Fincher. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just rewatched that movie coincidentally because there's a true crime podcast that i listened to mm -hmm. um that was covering the zodiac uh case and it made me want to rewatch that movie and it's just it's such a good like almost like a crime procedural movie um, right you know and everybody in it is so like the cast is so stacked in it but it's uh robert downey jr and mark ruffalo before the avengers yeah yeah the movie's great um very frank honest depictions of like like fincher's um depictions of like violence are always like very graphic but they're always right. like very realistic and mm -hmm. i don't know he's just he's an amazing director and that movie is great i remember the first time i saw it i thought it was like a little long and then i happened to there's like a director's cut which is like a little bit mm -hmm. longer which i got a long time ago and uh i love it even with the ad additional length on it it's like it builds tension like nobody's business so it's great i like it i like denzel and uh american gangster uh, stardust i think is kind of a hidden gem nobody really saw that when it came out but i don't it, even know what that is it uh actually has charlie cox who is now daredevil mm -hmm. and uh it has um oh my gosh henry cavill who's hmm. now superman well was superman uh, as a side character, Robert De Niro is in it, and he's hilarious and fun. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's just an all-around fun, like swashbuckling fantasy movie. Peter O'Toole's in it. Um, Have to do with pirates? There, there are some pirates involved. Uh, Robert Robert, I keep wanting to say Downey Jr. Robert De Niro is a pirate. Mm. Uh, uh, Claire Danes is in it as the female lead. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer is the villain. And uh, yeah, I've never seen it. It's a great cast, great movie. It's a lot of fun, so yeah. So, did you go to the Simpsons movie with us? I remember I did getting bubble gut like towards the end of the movie. <laughs> I think it was the butter at the and the popcorn just didn't agree with me. So I'm like sitting there going, Come on, hurry, hurry up and end. We saw it at the dome. Yes, I remember that. All right. 
President Obama is reelected, defeating Mitt Romney. The Aurora, Colorado shooting in the in a movie theater during the screening of The Dark Knight Rises, and Somebody That I Used to Know by Gautier was the number one song. Is it 2008? No. Dark Knight Rises. The whole, you don't understand that I don't know fucking movie <laughs> dates, like when they come out. 2009? No, 2012. See, you don't even know. Two, I was say 2012. I said re-elected. Oh, yeah. So, um, you should definitely know a movie from 2012. It's in your top five. And we talked about it. Yeah. Place Beyond the Pines. Yes. Yeah. Place Beyond the Pines. Thank you. Best Picture winner was Argo. The highest grossing movie, of course, was Marvel's The Avengers. And uh, let me see if I can find a quote from this movie. Please. Because you've definitely seen this one. We've talked about it. The whole office goes up in smoke and that bloody thing survives. Oh, that's from Skyfall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. The little, uh, the little uh, French bulldog. Yeah. Or English bulldog. English bulldog, probably. <laughs> um, the Dark Knight Rises, of course. The first Hobbit movie. The Amazing Spider-Man. The Hunger Games. Uh, Men in Black 3, where it should have ended. Uh, Beast of the Southern Wild, which is another hidden gem movie. 21 Jump Street, I think it's hilarious. Uh, I know a movie that I know we both love, Dread. Yes. Uh, too bad they didn't make a sequel to that. Yeah. The Master, we know you love. Looper, End of Watch, Lincoln, Wreck It Ralph, Django Unchained, Flight, Moonrise Kingdom, Life of Pi, Les Miserables, Haywire, Cabin in the Woods, The Best Exotic Marigold Hotel. I used to think it said erotic, but... <laughs> you would. Yeah. The Dictator by a friend of the show, uh, Larry Charles. <laughs> dear, dear friend of ours. Um, Abraham Lincoln Val- um, Vampire Killer. Magic Mike. Ted. Killer Joe. Trouble with the Curve. Frankenweenie. Paranorman. Seven Psychopaths. Cloud Atlas. Silver Linings Playbook. Killing Them Softly. Zero yes. Dark Thirty. And Amore. What was the last one? Amore. Oh yeah, that was uh, it won the Palme d'Or, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Killing them softly is a fucking masterpiece, and it's com- so underrated. Do you know anything about it? Did you ever see it? If I was on a short list of mine of movies to watch. There's like that, and like I think uh, I'd let you borrow it once, and I don't think you watched it. Probably not, because um, I love that movie. There's like Kill the Irishman came out around that same mm-hmm. time, and I remember watching that and thinking, "Oh, I need to see Killing Them Softly." Mm-hmm. I think I even considered buying it, but then like you probably didn't let me borrow it and never watched it. Yeah, that's um, on the list for you too. Last week I said that Moonrise Kingdom is probably my least favorite Wes Anderson. Lincoln is a really good movie, great performance Solid, yeah. from uh, Daniel Day Lewis. Another Spielberg movie, End of Watch, David Ayer movie, which uh, he's in. He wrote uh, Training Day. Mm-hmm. And so that's just a great movie. Jake Gyllenhaal and uh, Michael P- Pena. Mm-hmm. Yep. Got a dog uh, hanging out with us now. Yeah. Beast of the Southern go. Wild is such a trippy, weird, random movie. I don't want to say anything about it except for just watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's magical. And Dread is just a good... It, it reminds... It's what the, those remakes I was talking about, like uh, Robocop and... Uh, Total Recall. Total Recall should, should have, have been. been. Yeah. Yeah. Like that level of great. Yeah. That was another movie where 3D was used like perfectly. Like exactly. it helped the story so much and it was like visually amazing. And Kurt, uh, Keith Urban or Kurt Urban? Keith Urban. Keith Urban. I keep yeah. thinking there's like, isn't there a country singer? 
Yeah. Carl like, Urban. Carl Urban is the actor. The actor. Yes. That, Carl Urban. Keith, Keith Urban is the yeah. Is the okay. Singer. okay. <laughs> I just agreed with you. I didn't care. Yeah. Anyways, um, that's a great. Have movie. you seen Have you seen Looper? Did yes. we talk about that? I saw it when it came out in theaters. What but, do you think of that? I don't recall. I mean, obviously, it didn't resonate with me too much, right. but I didn't hate it because I would remember hating it. Yeah. I just the only thing that I can recall from it is that Joseph Gordon-Levitt's like prosthetics, his makeup oh, yeah. was like to make him look like Bruce Willis. Yeah, it did not make him look like Bruce Willis. Yeah. So, uh, on to our last year. Now we're really going to get, well, I guess the, the two different shootings is probably the darkest we'll get. Um, and anyways, uh, this year we lost Bob Hoskins, Mickey Rooney, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Sid Caesar, H.R. Giger, Giger, Geiger, Geiger, uh, Maya Angelou, Casey Kasem, James Gardner, uh, Lauren Bacall, Richard Attenborough, director of Gandhi, um, Joan Rivers, Shirley Temple, and Robin Williams. And uh, there's an outbreak of Ebola, which kind of seems quaint by today's standards. And Happy by Pharrell Williams was the number one song. Um, 2015? 14. Yeah. Fuck, I should always go with my first (laughs) instinct. We were actually at your place in LA when we were about to go see Teenage Mutant... Oh my god. (laughs) Take your time. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the uh, CGI Fest movie. The one that's not completely CGI, but it looks like it, it is. Um, we were about to see that. That's when we found out about uh, Robin Williams, which was part of a trend where I would be hanging out with you or be like on video games when we find out that certain celebrities were dying. Yeah. So I was with you when we found out about Michael Jackson. Yeah. We were at Arclight. We were. Um, Sherman Oaks. We were at Oscars when we found out about uh, Amy Winehouse. Mm, yeah. Uh, we were playing video games. We were, I think we were doing like a Battlefield 3 beta or something when we found out about Steve Jobs. And there, I feel like there was another one. But yeah, so we were near each other when people were dying, which was kind of trippy. Yeah. The whole uh, Michael Jackson thing was very surreal. Yeah. For obvious reasons. Let me find a quote for you for one of the movies. Can you name any of the movies from 2014? Also 19. No. <laughs> no, I can't. I'm not even gonna Besides say. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, of course. Yeah. But this this might make it too obvious, but there are no two words in the English language more harmful than good job. Oh. Shit, I know this one. It's probably my favorite movie of the year. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Definitely my favorite of the last ten years. One of my favorites. The last ten years. I I know, I know. I've heard it. I think it was even in the trailer. God damn it. No. Whiplash. Let's say by uh, J.K. Simmons' character. Yep. And this that's, a, a, that's a good one. This is a different movie. Mankind was born on Earth. It was never meant to die here. Damn. We've, we've mentioned it before. Yeah, I know. It has to be some sort of sci-fi movie. Mm-hmm. You say, mm-hmm, or uh-uh. I, I'm agreeing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Fuck, dude. This is annoying. Anyways, I got a place to be, so... Yeah, uh, that's fine. <laughs> interstellar. Uh, Fuck me. <laughs> the best picture winner of the year was Birdman, the highest grossing film domestically, because like Transformers 4 was the one best or highest grossing film worldwide. Uh, but domestically, it was American Sniper, which I think is an overrated movie. At 100%, yes. Grand Budapest Hotel, uh, Interstellar Whiplash, Guardians of the Galaxy, X-Men Days of Future Past, Captain America Winter Soldier, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, Boyhood, which is 
one of the most, I think that's the most overrated movie of all time. The Lego Movie, How to Train Your Dragon 2, Foxcatcher, Edge of Tomorrow, or Live, Die, Repeat, depending on when you saw the movie. Uh, 22 Jump Street, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Imitation Game, Wild, Nightcrawler, which is up there for me as well. Tusk, Kevin Smith. The Theory of Everything, Gone Girl, like Tressa said. Inherent Vice, Big Hero 6, The Interview. You remember all the... Yeah, with Kim Jong, yeah. Yep. Uh, Selma, Still Alice, which actually has a really good uh, performance from uh, Julianne Moore. Uh, Fed Up, which is a really good documentary about the harm of sugar. Uh, It Follows. Electric Boogaloo, the wild untold story of canon films. Hold on one second. Let me just say something about It Follows. I think that's one of the worst movies that I've ever seen yeah. in my life. It's super I, overrated. Tressa, do you remember that? Tyler drug us. Yeah, so Tyler, my brother, drug us, drug us to see this movie, and he was like, oh, it's so good. Like, yeah. I've already seen it. What a piece of shit that was. Yeah. Oh, I, my God. I agree. And people, and it's critically acclaimed for being such mm-hmm. a great movie. Wow. Yeah, that movie is fucking awful. Absolutely that, awful. That director's follow-up is... Um, under the Silver Lake, which I think is a much better movie. Oh, yeah. So You recommended it. Mm-hmm. I'll have to see that. Electric Boogaloo, the wild untold story of canon films. I saw that. That's a good documentary. Yeah, it's, it's very great. Uh, Darren Aronofsky's Noah. Draft Day, which I heard is a great movie. At least that's what sports fans tell me. Uh, Godzilla, Snowpiercer, and Fury, another David Ayer, Ayer film. That's a great movie. That's another yeah. great war movie. I made the mistake of dragging Tressa to see that, too. <laughs> Someone gets their face run over by a, a tank. A tank. Uh, yeah. Um, Nightcrawler is a great uh, Jake Gyllenhaal performance. Grand Budapest Hotel, I already said, was like, is my favorite Wes Anderson movie. Do mm-hmm. you have anything to say about this last year on the list? No. A lot of great ones. It follows. <laughs> <laughs> that one's angering up the blood thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, some honorable mentions for years. Uh, 1941. 1975 uh 41 citizen kane came out uh 75 would be when uh, jaws came out and like rocky word picture show 2005 i thought was a pretty great year it's like when batman begins came out and a bunch of others and 2009 we got like um inglorious bastards and other movies i can't think of right now <laughs> um hurt locker so if i if you think i've forgotten a year this is you the, the listener if you think I've forgotten a year, or if I didn't mention a year, or a movie in one of the years when we did talk about, let us know how stupid I am. So, Or how much you disagree with what we think yeah. about these movies. Like, share, and subscribe. <laughs> Please, um, review. if you can, yeah, leave us a review. Um, five stars, and if you don't have the time to f- type out a review, um, if you can just give us five stars, we'd really appreciate it. Yeah. To help us grow this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but thank you for listening. Oh, well, we, got, we got one more section before we get to that, that far. But uh, Okay, well, what was the point of fucking mentioning it then? Well, I was just telling you, the end of the subject. Uh, what, have you been, what have you seen in the last week? Or what, watched? Um, the, the final four or five episodes of Ozark finally got yeah. released. So I've watched two of them. And that show is a fucking masterpiece i love that show so much i'm not looking forward to finishing it mm-hmm. but i know whatever happens it's gonna be bleak and dark as fuck so and then the only other thing was i ordered um uh the 4k version of eastern promises from kino lorber mm-hmm. and i watched that and that movie's so great yeah i'm gonna borrow that from you yeah. soon 
uh, I saw Adaptation, which is the other Spike Jones, Charlie Kaufman mm-hmm. movie, and I think I like it better than uh, than being John Malkovich. Okay. I thought it was great. Um, we'll probably have it in an episode later, so we can de- go diver, deep diver into it. Dive deeper into dive it? Dive deeper into it. I'm dyslexic in this episode. Uh, and Chris Cooper is great. I think he deserved an Oscar for that performance, and it kind of reminds me of Ben Mendelsohn in uh, Place Beyond the Pines. Hmm. Uh, I also saw Something Wild from 1986, which stars uh, Jeff Daniels and uh, Melanie Griffith. It's from director Jonathan Demme. I don't know if that's the right way to pronounce it, mm-hmm. but it's a very interesting movie. It has a very young Ray Liotta in it. It's, uh, I'd recommend it, too. It's Criterion, so it was on Criterion Channel. Okay. And I finished Moon Knight, and it was pretty great, and I hope they have a season two. But we'll see. I don't think he's under contract for season two, so... Who knows? I'll see. Um, so, obviously, there's no homework. Uh, hopefully, our next episode will be Oscar as our guest. And then the episode after that will be Dark City. Dark City. <laughs> and so, now we can say thank you, leave us a review, all that stuff that Trevor's already said. Uh, please subscribe. or leave, You can leave reviews on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts. Can you leave a review on on Spotify? I don't think yeah, you, I think yeah. you can just rate it. You can. Oh, I didn't. Know. Well, I don't know about leaving a review. Maybe just you can rate it. Rate it. So okay. rate it five stars, and if you're listening on Apple, if you could leave us a review and five yeah. stars, that would be amazing. Or if you just want to send us an e- email at cinephilia at gmail dot com and just tell us on there, we cinephilia can... podcast correct at gmail dot com. Just pod cinephiliapod at gmail dot com. Yes, uh, we're also on Amazon, Audible, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. But Apple and Spotify seem to be the main two that people mm-hmm. go to. We're on Instagram at Cinephilia Podcast, at Cinephilia Podcast. On Twitter and TikTok, at Cinephilia Pod. Uh, I said my YouTube page, there's a, the 1986 video is about, mostly about uh, Captain EO. If you want to check that out or just check out any of the videos. Uh, the EOE Podcast is the name of the channel. I'm on Letterboxd and Instagram. Uh, Eye-opening EXP is my name. That's a weird name. Your parents not like you? <laughs> What's yours? Um, on Instagram, it's as the sunsets, all one word, as the sunsets. Also on Letterboxd. Yes, the same on Letterboxd as well. So uh, I promise one of these days I'll get around to looking at it again. Yeah. So leave us your feedback. Do you have anything else to say before we sign off? Uh, no. Thank you to um, the one person in Finland who's listened to <laughs> ten of our episodes. Uh, thank you yes thank you thank you thank you for listening and thank you everyone around the world this sounds pretentious like saying like around the world but we actually have people listening from around the world which is crazy so um thank you to everyone for listening and we hope that this um backup episode we hope you enjoy it if not let us know yeah and we'll fix it well well, we can't for next time yeah but um hopefully you enjoyed it thank you for listening Thank you to our producer, Tressa, for keeping us in line. And that's all I got. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Life's not fair, is it?